the first episode of Celtish, a musical podcast where we talk about Celtic fiddle music and what goes into it. I'm your host, Erica Nagamoto. I'm a violinist, cellist, and I'm a fiddler in a band called Fiangal. So what do you think of when you hear the word Celtic? Do you think of knots, clovers, maybe that one bagpipe song that goes... Most people, myself included, think of Celtic music as being mostly Irish folk music, or maybe Scottish as well. Celtic music comes from the Celtic nations, which are regions in northwestern Europe. But it's kind of a more umbrella term that encompasses more areas in Western Europe, like Wales, Galicia, Spain, and Brittany, France, and Cape Breton, which is part of Nova Scotia, Canada. It has evolved over the years and melded with a lot of other genres, like jazz, bluegrass, and country. And people like me have taken that new evolution and kind of mustered around a little bit further by adding other improvisations and original compositions which is why we call our new creations Celtish. Personally, I love this type of music, not only because it really has a fun history and combines well with other genres, but because the people that you meet while playing it are so awesome. I was first introduced to fiddle music in general when I went to a Boer fiddle camp. And the Boer family is a huge family of musicians, and some of them lived in Oregon, so they had a fiddle camp here. I think I was like six or seven when I went into it, and I just fell in love with it. Then, I was introduced to even more tunes by a great woman named Rebecca Lomnicki. She's mostly a Scottish fiddler and writes her own really great tunes as well. When I was nine, I met her, and I think she was still in high school, like 17. She actually won the Glenfiddich competition at 17, and was the youngest person ever to win it at the time, at least. Which we all thought was really pretty funny, because they give you a bottle of some sort of alcohol, and she was too young to drink it when she came back home to the U.S., in Ireland and Scotland especially, there's always jam sessions in bars and people can just bar hop with their instruments and start playing with others while the other bar goers dance to their music. I've never been yet, but one of my band members, Marjorie, goes there frequently, and I'm sure she has a lot to say about it. We're always excited when people come back from their trips over there because not only do they bring back really fun stories, but they bring back a ton of new tunes. In Corvallis, they also have sessions that people can play in. Most of them are at people's houses, but sometimes bars have groups that just sit in and play for a couple hours, and it's like a very chill setting. I love playing in spaces where there's enough room for people to dance. I'm a classically trained violinist, and I think that's why I'm attracted to music like this, because you can bring it everywhere. It's like Classical music isn't really like that. There aren't usually a lot of jam sessions where people show up and just whip out a Bach partita for others to join in on. I think when or if that ever happens, it usually requires a little more planning and practicing. Fiongal is the name of my band with Marjorie Sander and Beth Brown, and the name Fiongal comes from the name of a Scottish heroine who also goes by Flora MacDonald. That's actually way easier to find her on the internet if you just search in Flora MacDonald versus Fiongal. She rescued Prince Charles after the horrible defeat at Culloden and disguised him as her maidservant to get him on a boat to Skye. This was in the mid-1700s, but we'll talk more about Fiongal in the next episode. Another thing that's really crucial for Celtic music is having certain stylistic things. There's chopping, which sounds like this. And this is usually used for backup or setting the rhythm. It's essentially allowing the violin or cello or whatever, whatever it is to become a rhythmic instrument. And flicks, which sound like this. And slides, which sound like this. Slides are a big part of most folk music in general, and you hear them in country music or blues and bluegrass especially. Adding that with double stops can make it sound pretty old-timey. 
double stops or just playing more than one string on a stringed instrument, usually with a bow. Sometimes old-timey American tunes sound very similar to old Irish or Scottish style tunes. The stylistic components are just a little bit different. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode featuring Beth Brown and Marjorie Sander from Fiongong.